Welcome back or welcome to the Water Ski Podcast. My name is Matteo Luzzeri, your host, and the goal of this podcast, despite being out for four months, remains the same, promoting the sport of water skiing. So a lot has happened in the last four months on a personal level, all good things, luckily, uh, in make, to making a long story very short, I, I was... Uh, able to partake at a few more tournaments than usual and we have been super busy at Jolly Ski so didn't have a whole lot of time to organize interviews and, and meet up with, with friends and, and, and get some interviews going. Well luckily I am in Florida right now and I'll be participating at the world championships in a few days and I had a chance to sit down with a great friend of mine, uh, someone the Water Ski Podcast listenership has already heard of is Vincent Stalabauer. So as I was waiting to see, you know, really opportunity um, to, to decide who to interview again, um, obviously being in Florida, there's a lot of options uh, of people that I could have chosen, but I couldn't think of a more meaningful interview to kick things back up than to interview the guy and the representing the crew of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company, uh, who has been allowing us throughout these months to watch a lot of events. And uh, because I'm, as the national team of Italy, we're staying nearby Vino's house, I basically crushed in, asked him if I could borrow some gear, and here we are uh, recording this episode. Uh, this is really a good update on what has been going on in the TWBC up until the World Championships, which they will broadcast and that will happen next week at Jack Travers. A um, lot of hype about the event, a lot of interesting stories that uh, I'm sure all the water ski fans have been following throughout the, the tour and interviews. But I really wanted to get a word from the person and the crew behind uh, the broadcast service that will allow us to watch it all. So without any further ado, sit back and enjoy my latest interview with Vincent Stalbauer. All right, Vino, welcome back to the Waterski Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks a lot for having me, Matteo. Thanks for, for setting it up right before the world. It's nice to get a chance to sit down and think about what happened instead of just being rushed about getting through the event, getting through the event. Now it's going to be the first time we're going to actually sit down and think about what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's give a bit of context. Obviously, this is going to come out very soon uh, from the time that we record. But, you know, it's a few days, four days before the World Championships, the Open World Championships at Jack Travers Ski School. And you're broadcasting that. Yeah. We're you? very excited to be broadcasting. It's going to be the first time I ever broadcast a world. Uh, Tony did on his own in uh, 2013, but as a as a new TWBC, it's the first, it's the biggest tournament we're ever going to webcast, basically. Yeah, exactly. And a lot has changed since Tony broadcasted the 2013 Worlds, and quite frankly, a lot of it, a lot changed since we spoke last 
in front of microphones because I believe we, we spoke around May. Uh, so context was obviously in the midst slash end of the first wave of COVID. Um, I had a chance to talk to you and then to talk to you, John and Tony about the yeah. Waterski Broadcasting Company. A lot has happened since then, right? Not only around the world, but especially with TWBC. And obviously, I'm super curious to hear your tale. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of it has changed. Luckily, in, in all positives, um, we, well, first of all, had, uh, we never webcasted so many tournaments. Uh, the year of uh, 2021 is the most tournament we're ever going to webcast. I believe we're going to be at 11 at the end. And the most we ever webcasted before that was 2019. We webcasted six of them. And then 2020, we webcast six of them. And actually, kind of almost back to back because it was towards the end of the season and 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 uh, and the last I mean the, the few tournaments that happened because of COVID so this year is the it's really a full full season which is uh, obviously very very nice and uh, and was a bit the perfect timing for it to, to to be the standard it is right now meaning that we add a lot of gear we have bigger crews now we have a trailer and it, it really arrived at the perfect timing because we would have never been able to go through this season the way we were running things before, basically. Now we're a bit more professional, a bit more organized, we have better gear. We have the, the trailer that helps tremendously. And and so it really arrived at, uh, at the best timing. And now, obviously, World's going to be kind of a, a big tournament, luckily, towards the end of the season. So literally, I mean, we're just going to try to repeat what we've been doing okay okay now again i want i want you to give a few details so think back of say end of 2019 because uh, i believe early 2020 you didn't broadcast any tournament correct because we have no. covid right yeah. so i think where twbc was at the end of 2019 uh, in terms of crew gear shots you know and think what it is now what are some of the differences what are some of the upgrades that you implemented so First of all, the biggest upgrade we 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 ever did, and I mean that's we knew it from the beginning. It's just hard to get is the crew. Uh, now we're a much bigger crew. Um, we always had a good crew. Um, I think I mean Tony's a great crew member. I believe I'm a great crew member. We have John, obviously, he's 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 a great great crew member. So we always had a good crew, but we always had a small crew. And right. now a bit tournament after tournament and just getting a bit more known and people watching a bit more my webcast. Um, we actually had quite a lot of people uh, approaching to be part of it. Uh, now we have a guy named Jeremy. He's going to help us at the world. He's been watching all my webcasts, came at Swiss to ski and said, can I help? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. So uh, that's how a it lot came of, about. Huh? Yeah, a lot, like of, a lot of people just reaching out. and A saying, lot of hey. people reaching out. Obviously, uh, friends from Full Sail University, the film school I went to, that that's always been sticking around from 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 the beginning, but just kept coming back. So a bit a bit of everything. The we're delivering also a better product now. So also the crew member, I believe, is a bit more interested uh, to 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 be part of it. Right. Right. So it's the the crew is the biggest improvement that happened because I mean we really moved from a three-person crew to now, depending on the event, we're between 10 to 12 to 9. So we're, we're it, it tripled, basically. Wow. And, and I mean, 
the only thing slowing us down till now is the crew. If we would be a 30 person crew, we would be able to do three times more, you know, um, the, the crew is really something that's, that's the most important because without this, nothing happens. There is a lot of stuff that I would like to do and I'm not really able to do it because we're still short staffed. But uh, that was one of the improvement and the biggest improvement. And then on the, it, the second biggest one is the trailer. We got, um, a production trailer 20 foot long um kind of literally if you want to put it bluntly a mobile office uh insulated power ac um fridge cabinets fridge <laughs> and, cup holders uh, and uh and and obviously full of cables and full of screen and we're from inside so obviously this helps tremendously for setup and for wrap we save about four to five hours on the setup four to five hours on the wrap because everything just stays in the trailer it makes it way easier to work. We work in AC. If it rains, all the crew comes inside the trailer. We're dry at night. You can just close the door, lock it and make sure that your computer stays safe. So obviously that's been, that's been a big improvement and that's been saving us a lot of time on the setup and the wrap because when you do so many events, I mean, this year we do 10 to 10 to 11 events. It's, I mean, every event, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a life on its own. You know I mean? Right. To, 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 to all the behind the scene that happens even before we hit the ground, then when we hit the ground, we're really the, the first one in and the last one out. So us, an event is not a one day. It's a one day event is a four day event. And what the world is going to be, is going to be a six day event, which was going to be like a, look, I mean, we're already here. It's going to be yeah, a 12 day event almost. Yeah, because the trailer is already at Jack's. Yeah, the trailer is already at Jack's. Setup has already started. The wrap's going to take us a day. So, I mean, the, to, to have a bit of a, of a... Now, really, with the trailer, we have a bit of a of a base that makes it a bit more convenient. Yeah. And obviously, we improved. We try to improve always. And I mean, the, 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 the improvements, we, we always a bit knew what needed to be improved, but it's very hard to know how you're going to get to it. I mean, also we're very, it's very gear oriented. So you got to really learn it. And, but we, I believe we're getting better and better at, at, at learning it. We, we're get, getting better with graphics, trying to push the graphics as much as possible. Cause the graphic, the nice thing is a, a camera. I mean, you come up with a new camera angle, it's going to be complicated to set up. It's going to take time. Someone's going to have to operate it. It's going to be costly, a graphic. You work on it at home and, and suddenly you get to the event and when you rushed and there's 10,000 things, you just press on the button and there's the super cool thing coming out. Right, so it's, it's right. kind of a, a savior, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I see. And I guess you said something really cool about like a lot of it is about gear right now. I remember a year, year and a half ago now when I spoke to you guys, there was still that element of, how can I say like ski showing related element of like angles. I remember talking to John about like, what angles would you like to show in and stuff like that. And I know you've added some specific new angles, but um, is it more just technical now or, or is it still like, how can I show this? How can I show that? Definitely, I mean, it, it's a bit of both. You come up with a great angle, but then it's gonna be only technical stuff to be able to get to it. For example, right. I mean, the artistic part is, yes, I want a shot inside the buoy, and then it's like three months of almost rocket science to try to figure it out how we're going to do it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, what we do is, yeah, 300% technical. Yeah. 
300% technical. And and that's what I, I, I said, we, we're actually getting better at it. We, we understand the computer, we more, we understand how the computers react, um, which, which allows us to get a bit more graphics, a bit more cameras into the computer, more audio into the computer. Uh, I believe we, we try to improve as much as possible, which is the hardest thing on audio. Try to have a bit more ambient mics and to try to have all the levels a bit at the same time that when you switch to dog and you switch back to Tony, you don't have to turn your volume up well, or that's down, a new thing, you know? right? So like dog side cam, uh, no dog side cam you already had, but dog side yeah. interview. We have what we call, we call it the floating camera because it really floats around. Uh, you can go wherever you want. And yeah, that's, that's new. It's just a guy walking around with uh, a gimbal, which is a stabilized uh, uh, system to, to keep the camera smooth. And, and, and him and the announcers walk wherever the skiers are, does talk side interview. Sometimes the camera is just moving on its own and recording skiers being warmed up. And that's, that's the coolest camera, if you want my opinion, because that's really, you get into the skier zone before he gets ready. Yeah. You get into the skier zone on the dock. That's for me, the, the best shots we, we get are coming from the camera. Well, I mean, just a little snippet of that when we were in Malibu last week <laughs> that I was like, sort of like in the water, getting ready to ski and the floating camera crew member was there and I could hear from his headphones that you were asking him to shoot my beard. <laughs> and that sort of snapped me out of focus for a second, made me have a good laugh, you know, uh, and then got back in. Now I have a little bit of a personal question. So, you know, you get out of uh, cinematography school and you created, in my opinion, some of the best short like clip videos of water skiing that there are out there on the internet Thank like you. on youtube you know i absolutely loved the artistic element of that right and we spoke about it how you know tibu was helping you out with those or was never you know shy of doing a shoot exactly. um, but it sounds that now it's it's almost a reversal. Like there, it seemed like very artistic oriented and let's see how we can make it technically. Now it's just, I have this artistic idea. It's a lot of technical stuff and calls and Amazon orders. And, you know, how has that shift been? Put? Are you enjoying this? <laughs> enjoying is a strong word. <laughs> I, I wish it was a bit more just one camera and let's have fun. But the, the, the fact that w what we do is live just re requires this. Now, do I enjoy it or not? I've, I must somewhat enjoy it because I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate what we do. I mean, I love the webcast. I wish, I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish it would require, yes, a bit less cable and it requires a bit less gear. Uh, sometimes, yes, I'm like, let's just stop this. Let's just do commercial. Let's get one camera. If we fry it, well, no big deal. We'll get another one, you know. Right. It's 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 also way less pressure, and but we get the right balance. I mean, with John, we still shoot quite a bit of commercials during the winter, and and obviously do the webcast during the summer. Um, do do I enjoy it? I kind of I kind of enjoy it learning the gear, I guess. Okay. Um, otherwise, yeah. I mean, you you gotta enjoy having gear. You gotta enjoy trying new gear. You gotta enjoy renting and testing gear, uh, gear is tremendous amount of maintenance. I mean, it, it, you, you gotta wrap it, you gotta set it up, you gotta clean it, it breaks, you gotta order, you gotta learn it. So yeah, I mean, it's the gear, as I said, it's really, it's, it's, it's the crew on its own, you know right. what I mean? Right, right. And, 
and 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 sometimes they really have a soul those cables and those velo transmitters <laughs> <laughs> they have their days <laughs> yeah they just have temper you know yeah, exactly exactly no because it is an interesting shift right and i mean from an outside viewer slash inside look into how you guys work because you know three three to five days a year I, I have the pleasure of having you at my place um to me it seems like you enjoy it but it's definitely something different from where you were you know just uh trying to make a, a, a buoy out of color explode while Tebow was turning you know you know a powerful onside it's a bit different yeah, yeah, no, for sure. so what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about doing webcasting I think, that, uh, I mean, at the end, what we enjoy the most is not wrapping the cables. It's not setting up. It's not, it's not filming. It's not switching. It's not pressing the button for the graphic. What we enjoy the most is to know the impact we're doing in the sport. And that's, I mean, at the end, that's the only reason why we do it. And that's the only reason, to be honest, why we keep doing it. If we wouldn't receive the thousand thank yous at the lake, we, we, we wouldn't do it, even though I, uh, I I don't always act nice when everyone runs and, and and says thank you. It was so great. And on my end, nothing's working. Sometimes I'm a bit of a of an ass. This I gotta say, <laughs> but I do enjoy it when I go to bed in the evening. So I mean, no, we 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 keep going because, every, I mean, we we like I mean we like what we do. And don't get me wrong, we like what we do. But mostly, what keeps it going is that we know that if we go to the event, everyone will be able to watch it. I mean, hopefully, if, if everything goes normal, everyone will be able to watch it. Um, everyone's going to be enjoying how it should be. I mean, it's going to be enjoying the webcast like they should. Like, it, it, Warsky is a great sport. A lot of people watch it. A lot of people like it. A lot of families want to see their son on the water. And that's, I think, that's the only reason why I keep doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, to be, it's for the parents to be able to watch their kids skiing across the world at a pro event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and make this. And hopefully, I mean, I, I hope that what we do helps also making the pros feel more like pros. You know what I mean, and not like uh, like like a party of of ten guys. <laughs> and and I think I I mean I don't know if it's just on my end, but I think from the outside, our webcast actually look more professional now than before. Obviously, because we're better at it, but also because I think the skiers are actually much better at it. I remember we started doing dockside interview at the Malibu Open last year. So it's only been a year we've been doing docks and interview. And the skiers were kind of, we had Wade on the dock. So we had a good guy on the dock and the skiers were not so thrilled about doing docks and interviews and the interviews were kind of so-so because no one really knew. Wade didn't know what to ask. Skier didn't know what to say. Everything was awkward. And now it's almost like if the skier doesn't get interviewed, he's pissed off why I'm not getting interviewed. <laughs> right. And they look more professional as soon as they're out of the water, they do the interview, whether they're pissed, not pissed, they ski well, they didn't ski well. And, and, and also to go back to why I enjoy it is it's slowly, at least in pro events now, obviously this week's going to run a bit different because it's a world championship. It, 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 it cleans up also a bit the tournament, you know, now the tournaments are forced to be a bit on time. They're forced to run fast. They're forced to put, I mean, they're not forced, but they, then they see the point to put banners. They see the point to do nice t-shirts for the official because yeah, quite a lot of people are watching and they don't want to look amateur and they want to show what they got. So it's it's a bit, we do it because we we, we know the, 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 the impact we're going to have on the sport and, and also on the tournament. Um, we the, the goal when we started webcasting was to make 
webcast a standard in the sport and i think now it is yeah if you don't have a webcast at your event might as well not put it on yeah yeah it's 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 unbelievable i mean the comedian bob marley that we all know said that you guys are the most important people in water skiing right now you know and and i think he's right you know i mean there there is a lot of important people that there's a lot of people if they're not there water ski wouldn't wouldn't exist us were pretty lucky that everything we do everyone gets to see it um there's a lot of people obviously that work in the sport that what they do you're not gonna you're, you don't know about it but it's thanks that they do it that we're still here us we're, we're, we're lucky that what we do gets seen but obviously it's 10 times more stressful because we're way more exposed but that, that brings an interesting almost philosophical question because yes there's a lot of people that make the event happen but is it really happening in nobody if nobody knows about it and now mm. the way to know about it is to watch it right yeah. um what we, what the, the 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 thing that this year i mean we we know this more and more and uh and i mean it shows we're getting a bit better but it's 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 actually almost a bit scary we're shooting a bit of bullet in our foot because people are actually now used to very high standard webcast right which i mean if they would all see what's going on behind, it's not always easy to be able to put on the same quality of webcast compared to which sites we are. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're in sites middle of nowhere, there's a bit less internet. Sometimes I'm one weekend, I'm super short on crew compared to Swiss Pro, but the last weekend, the, the last weekend they watched was Swiss Pro. So they're like, well, we're expecting the same again. Right. So that's kind of the biggest challenge is now to actually keep the quality up, the you know, and obviously the budget, uh, we all know kind of the water ski budget, the budget is not always the same. So sometimes it's, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's always a, a challenge, but sometimes even more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Now look for, I'm, I'm sure the vast majority of the, the people who are listening to this right now have watched some of your webcasts, right? And obviously the most, uh, out there crew member that is always the big that is Tony like talking you know announcing the whole event interviewing having a sidekick now there's occasionally the the trailer cam of you and Alicia or you and someone else you know working in the trailer um, but you have a lot of crew members that people might not necessarily see can you give an example of what some of these people might be doing <laughs> it's all right it's all right so we have obviously every cam 90 percent of the cameras you see there but they were somewhat behind it it needs right. to be operated so we have uh john a good friend of mine he usually does tower cam and kind of fixes problem we have uh trey that's been uh, around now for quite a lot of events we also went to a film school together he's kind of the dog side guy he'll do the camera on dog side um and we we somewhat try to keep the same guys at the same position because they start, they get better at it and they start understanding more what I like and what I don't like and kind of the shots I want. And then we have Adam that's been helping us since last year. Um, does a great job. He does the floating cam. Yeah. He's got, uh, he's got a tough one because he's carrying this camera all day, every day. And it's a heavy, heavy rig. And, and, and he, he needs to get personal into the skier's face when it's good. And also when it's bad, uh, sometimes he, he comes back and he always almost wants to kill me because he's like, why you told me to get closer? He was pissed off. I don't want to go. <laughs> so, um, 
We, and I mean, we have Alice running the graphics and the replays, we have Kelvin running replays, we have Tony talking, we have Wade doing the docs and interviews. Um, we, we, we have people kind of, uh, we have Connor that's been, sorry, also helping for quite a lot of events, does the boat, Ricky does the boat also. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a circus moving from, from places to places. Everyone helps setting up the lake. Everyone helps wrapping the lake. These are obviously the two kind of, uh, big, biggest one. And, uh, and as everyone knows, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony talks. Yeah. 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 Look, um, give me, I mean, obviously you have webcasted a lot of events since the last time we spoke, uh, any sort of like little inside view that you want to give us some story that happened for the good or for the funny, any event that you can think of? I mean, I know you well, webcasted well, a lot. So on, on, a, on a bad note, because that's the first one that kind of pops into my head, the, 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 I mean, most sad I was and a bit the, 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 the hardest hit we kind of took this year was uh, at the U.S. National because obviously U.S. National is the most challenging event for us of the whole year. It's seven days of tournament. It's running on two lakes at the same time. So you can imagine the size of the crew. I believe we're 14 this year. Um, there's two trick boats. Like it's a real challenge. And the whole week went great. Um, setup went great. The whole week was great. The internet was great. Uh, everything was perfect. And on the, before the last day, on day six, the tournament was day seven. On day six, they organized this year a tournament called US Open, which is a pro event happening at the end of the regular day of US National. During they had prelims during the day of US Nationals and then at the end they had US Open at night. A lot of people was super well organized and we did uh, a slalom final on one lake, which, which was still during the day. Everything went great. We went to do the trick final on the other lake. Everything went great. And then we went to do the jump final at night. And we knew already beforehand that the US Open was going to be quite a bit of challenge because it's day six and that's when kind of the best event is happening so everyone now needs to be double sharp when we're completely dead and it's like <laughs> right. day six of tournament day 10 in chicago so and everyone was on point we were all coffeeed out red bulled out <laughs> uh we we're doing good and two skiers before the end when dorian llewellyn left the dock and jumped it was dorian and freddy krueger obviously freddy krueger was the favorite it's kind of that's from where he's from the the midwest region so a lot of people were cheering for him and stuff and we lost internet on that on dorian's the when dorian basically went out so the two last skiers of the pro event after six days of u.s national and kind of all the world leading up to that was kind of a hard hard hit what i remember i was alone in the trailer it was like 11 p.m there were i gotta say like a lot a lot of people outside and from where we were, the cable was 2,000 feet running into Jeff Surdy's dad's house, so Roy Surdy's house. And I mean, two years before the end, there was no way to pinpoint from where was the break of internet. Right. Why did we lose it? I mean, at the moment we lost it, I ran out to kind of go and check out everything that was on our end, the converters, this, the, that. When I saw nothing was there, I mean, there were hundreds of people in between us and the house, two years before the end. And, uh, and that is literally the moment we have, 
we don't have many but that was the time i just wanted to lock myself in the trailer and cry <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad that was a bit that's 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 a bit what's frustrating in the webcast is you i mean yeah it's very very harsh it's a, it's a bit like yeah it's like sport you you get rewarded one percent of what you should get rewarded you know yeah. every every time every time you're like well i hope it's gonna go through well you you pretty much sure it's not gonna go through yeah um so that was a bit that was a bit sad because yes was was a big event we had a lot of people watching i think we had like 900 people watching building up kind of to see freddy krueger hit the ramp and they couldn't see it um luckily we we, we recorded it and we uploaded it the next day but that was one of the one of the one of a sad thing now on on other notes we have every time through tremendous amount of 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 jokes and fun it's hard to tell a story but usually in the most ridiculous time and like 4 30 a.m you're under the ramp fixing something and <laughs> it's like every time we're like why do we do this right <laughs> the passion for the sport promotional exactly sport, you know? exactly but um, exactly. what a because you know at the end of the day i mean for those people that know you obviously they know that and they know that about your family but for those that don't know you personally the, the core thing is like you are super passionate about the sport. So do you ever get moments where like you're, you're webcasting something or you're putting a graphing or you're changing a camera and there's like a crazy high level ski thing going on that kind of distracts you or excites you? Or? No, actually the, the skiing is, is really what, what, what gets us in the mood. And this I noticed that the, the higher the level of skiing is and the more we get into the final and stuff, if if you pay attention, usually the better the webcast is gonna look because it's like you're locked in. It's it's the skiers final, but it's also my final, you know. And right. you're you're really really locked in. And to answer your question, that's the hardest is to not get distracted by the skiing. And that's what I shout out the whole crew all day every day, including <laughs> Alice that's in the trailer and mostly Alice that's in the trailer, is to not get distracted by the skiing because usually the craziest thing that happen, that's when it requires the most work for us. For example, uh, in in what a week from now we're gonna crown a world champ, and when that world champ happens, there needs to have five graphics that follow that world champ with the right names, the right podiums, the right leaderboards, the right score. So when something happens, that's when everyone's gotta not sit and say wow and watch the replay. That's like when we gotta get to work. When there is a jump crash, you gotta roll replay. You gotta look at all your camera and make sure you get replay from the right shot. So that's what's almost hardest to, 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 um, I see everyone ski and I see no one ski because yeah, when yeah, they yeah. ski is when I have time to do my other clicks and get everything ready for when they're not skiing, basically. So that's a bit the, 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 the thing that's funny is that we don't really watch. And that's why I rewatch most of my webcasts that they never really during the events because we're so busy, we get to bed late. We just take care of running through, but Three days after I watched, just to actually watch this game, <laughs> see what happened. <laughs> see, I thought you were watching it just to, oh, we can improve this and that. No, you're watching the actual tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, yes, definitely. Obviously, there's moments that 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 it's so, it's so nice. There's moments so nice to know that it's yeah, it's it's TWBC that recorded it and managed to 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 show it to everyone that to have the emotions and. And, and, and yeah, I mean, 
we had the uh, we had uh, and the Malibu Open. We had Regina Jake was in the final. She came at the announcer desk, and uh, and she started chit chatting with Tony and uh, Freddie Winter was at the announcer desk at that time, and she started crying because she was so emotional that she managed to get back so quickly with her knee and stuff. Remember? And I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to have a four times world champion realize that she's competitive again in front of your cameras you know <laughs> yeah wow yeah yeah no i i bet i oh, bet so I that's mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of what's what's cool and yeah i mean leading up to worlds it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be at i believe it's gonna be one of the most challenging events we 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 ever gonna have the um, funny enough everyone's gonna say well it's right here it's at swiss it's at the end of the season i mean it's next to swiss it's at the end of the season it should be it should be easy obviously we don't have to travel far don't get me wrong that's way easier uh, if we are missing a cable while well, we drive 20 minutes back to the house and we get it but to know that's at the end of the season means that also everyone's a bit more tired right one's a bit less motivated um now on my end motivation is not really hard to find uh knowing that it's a world and all that but it's also going to be the longest world that really ever happened i believe I mean, it's going to be six days of skiing uh, there's about 200 participants so it's going to be a very 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 long webcast and obviously the more we're going to get towards the end the more important it's going to be um, so that's going to be a, a, a bit of a challenge and obviously it's the world so we want to webcast it really as good as possible so am I nervous absolutely yeah. <laughs> is there a lot of moving parts absolutely uh, they're running on two lakes luckily not at the same time hopefully not at the same time and um and and we 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 have really i mean as big of a crew as we can get and we're getting as early ready as early as possible as we can get but you never really know what's going to happen until you really i mean you got to hope for the best that there is so many we have a new crew member that that help us out and today was the first day of setup and well, he was blown away by the amount of stuff there was to set up and there he was blown away by, we set up the internet cable. The internet cable at Jack is 300 meters long, about a thousand feet long because it's an unconventional setup to get internet at Jack <laughs> that needed to be hanged in the trees for the RVs that need to park under the, uh, under the tr practice lake, under the tournament lake, to then exit in the trailers. I mean, 300 meters of cable that needs to stay safe and all that for internet is, is quite sketchy. And as we're pulling it, I'm like, you see all this, all the setup we've been doing and all those case and all this money and all the screw is holding on that one cable to not break. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, why don't we pull a second one? I'm like, one cable's already complicated enough. <laughs> well, I was about to say the same thing, put a second one. Yeah. You, know? you go set it up. No, no, no. But listen, yes, uh, Tyred crew, long event but also i know the event that you've always wanted to broadcast so yeah, no, first of all congratulations thank you um we haven't webcasted yet after one minute of worlds on tuesday you kind of say congrats well i mean <laughs> you know well i still think it's it's great so far that, it's happening yeah that it's happening <laughs> that you've been chosen that you're going to webcast it you know um and i think it's it's part of what you correctly stated before namely that you are helping every single tournament that you broadcast 
I really think so. You might not say it in those words, but I'm going to say it in those words. Thank you. Um, so, you know, like I'm obviously here. I'm going to be at the Worlds as a skier, as a participant, as a spectator. And uh, I'm obviously super looking forward to, to, to you being there and, and, and broadcast it. Um, hopefully my dad is not going to get a heart attack because apparently <laughs> semifinals at Malibu, mom told me he was running around the house with a seven inch TV showing TWBC and screaming at me. We have uh, a bit the same debate in the house. I mean, people don't know if it's more stressful at the lake or behind the TV. So that's debating every day. Should he go watch? Should he watch the webcast? But watching the webcast is also stressful. Should he not watch anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Watch, watch. So for people that are going to be watching the world's webcast, where can they find it? How can they watch it? So you're going to go on YouTube. You're going to go the world. So we're going to actually... Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna stream it if we may say on 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 the IWWF channel, but also on our channel. So you go on YouTube and you type in Wariski Broadcasting Company, and you're gonna find the link on our channel. Or you go on YouTube and you tap IWWF for International Wariski and Wakeboard Federation, and you're gonna find the link also there. Right. Same as 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 wherever wherever you go, and then um, you can go on our website WariskiBroadcasting.com. And there is always the link. And also you see the calendar of all the tournaments we're going to be webcasting because we're Worlds. But 10 days afterwards, we have the Mastercraft Pro, which is a pro event in Polk City that happened uh, last year for the first time. And then for the first time, Miami Pro tournament down in Miami, mid-November. It's going to be a first edition. And it's going to be wrapping up the, the season and, uh, and the Pro Tour. Yeah. And then vacation, right? And then, yeah. And then, oh. hol and then holidays and then, and then try to find... Some things for next year. Right, right. Well, and then obviously I know you have social media as well. Yes. Um, by the way, skier of the day, which I think you in implemented this year or last yeah. year also? Uh, we had it. We had it last year, I believe. Already. Yeah. What a cool thing. You know, what a way to get the people participating. S skier of the day and audience price are the two coolest thing I think we got. I think the three... The four coolest thing we ever did as a webcast company is the rope tension. The second one, everyone makes fun of it, but I love it, is my weather station. <laughs> <laughs> you no. get to know the live wind and air temperature. It makes it look like we're F1, you know? Yeah, yeah no, but also I would say maybe, the, I don't know if... The and then viewers, you got the iPad at the dock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the iPad at the dock. So as the a viewers, skier, they don't know that. So explain yeah, as a yeah, skier. Yeah, yeah. So as a skier, you show up on the dock and there's a little iPad that gives you welcome to the X tournament. Uh, this is your your current air temperature, your wind direction and strength, and the weather for the and weather. the leading score and the leading score. That's right. That's right. So, so you, you can you you know the cut. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, the, the funny thing about it was I I saw obviously the weather station at, at San Giovanni Prime, and then I saw it again in Malibu Open. And you have those little like cups things that like obviously have to spin yeah, yeah, to determine yeah. the wind. There was a moment or two at Malibu Open where they were just flying, you know, <laughs> like rotating as fast as possible. Um, all right. So weather station, rope, rope tension, tension, weather station, and then audience price and scale of the day. The audience price, I think that's super cool because I mean, you get to watch the webcast and, and if you get the right podium, you get a free ski, you know what I mean? I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, thanks to D3 and Connolly, they, they're supporting me in that. And then the skier of the day, sponsored by 2U. Everyone gets to go vote. And uh, and we catch the cheater. 
We catch the cheer because the world's open for everyone, but you get some, they insist on voting for the same guy 300 times. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, what, that's where Mateo's sister actually goes through the excels and really <laughs> makes sure that the votes are legit. <laughs> but so, like, again, I'm, I'm watching the, the webcast. How mm -hmm. do I vote for audience price? How do I vote for skill of the day? So it works. So uh, during the event, um, you can play the audience price until the final base. Until, yeah, until the final. So for example, if we take, uh, if we take Worlds, uh, during prelims, it's going to be open. So everyone can go and play during prelims. And then on your website? On my website, yeah. so on whatiskeybroadcasting.com. You go on the website, you go play, you go audience price, you enter your podium. And the day of final, when Open Man, I mean, when the first final is going to start, actually, we're going to run it in slalom. So when Open Woman slalom final is going to start, that's when it closes. Because obviously, then it becomes too easy to know what's going to be the podium. Right. So you know who made it to final. And then once you know what's the final, then we close. And then you got to hold for the best. And then the ski of the day, we open it the last day of the event. Um, and then you have the whole day until the last gear on the water. Basically, we leave it open until 10 minutes after the yeah. last gear of the, on the water. So. And so you choose the gear of the day according to your liking. According to your liking. If you want to vote for your son because uh, you like your son, you vote for your son. Or if you want to vote for, you believe, the guy that deserves it the most. Usually, we, we always had, um, um, uh, how can I say... Uh, a fair ski of the day. Every time the ski of the day for me was the ski of the day. For example, yeah. Malibu Open, it, it was hard to take it away from Adam Caldwell to be right. the ski of the day, you know. Um, usually the ski of the day is the right one. Uh, one of the most memorable ski of the day was Charlie Ross at Swiss Pro, first time here in 39. Yeah. I was actually, when I got the Excel back, I'm like, I really hope Charlie Ross <laughs> is the ski of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, and I think also... You know, Nicolas in San Giovanni. Nicolas like, in San Giovanni, exactly, exactly. Oh, it's awesome. No, no, see, I... the day is nice. I'm trying to find stuff for the audience to be able to interact more and more with, with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, we, we've been trying to get better at it. It's, it's, it's a bit hard because there's so much stuff. But for example, with the YouTube comments, you know, there's quite a lot of YouTube comments coming in, trying to be able to answer them as fast as possible. If people have a question, to be able to, to have kind of the answer by us. Um, this is actually something that Tony tries to take care of yeah. as, as, as he kind of talks. He's got it on his iPad because us in the trade, I mean, there's so much stuff to take care of. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, to be able to, 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 to have the audience interacting a bit with us, in the, either by YouTube comments or by voting for ski of the day or by audience prize, that they feel um, that they're part of it because they are part of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, our growth is only a result of the amount of people that watch our webcasts, you know what I mean? Skiri is judged by the amount of booty he runs and we're judged by the amount of people that watch our webcast. Yep, yep. Well, and, and judging by the numbers, <laughs> I would say you're, you're being judged fairly and, and positively. Yeah, no, we yeah. had a tremendous increase in uh, viewership. Kind of the, funny enough, the, 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 the thing that kind of kicked off the viewership for us was COVID. Uh, last year, uh, people kind of were home and they wanted to watch skiing because not a lot of skiing happened. And we had luckily tournaments happening in Florida and by kind of luck, we got to webcast them and it, it went up and kind of it stayed up and it's, it, we have even more and more viewers this year. It's uh, very nice to be able to kind of have a season this year, you know, to kind of 10 events in a row, you can grow your fan base, grow the viewers and 
and really have a lot of views. Yeah. Month of August was the most views we ever got on our YouTube channel. We had about 300,000 views watching uh, the whole month of August. Wow. Some content on our YouTube channel. That's pretty awesome. That's so that pretty was awesome. nice. That was nice. We're having actually um, all three Worlds Championships that are happening this year. We had the under 17 uh, Worlds at Corey, the under 21 at Corey's, and the Open uh, at Jack. And luckily enough, all three in Florida. Yeah, yeah, luckily. <laughs> Didn't have to go to Malaysia or to France or to Abu Dhabi. Or right, right. Nice, Because nice you do some of those as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. And, uh, and we're not travel friendly. Really. <laughs> I don't mind boarding plane, but boarding plane with, with all this, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit heavy. Challenging, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Look, um, I'm, I'm so stoked we got to do this. Um, yeah, thanks I couldn't lot. think of a better and more meaningful episode to sort of you know kick off the podcast again after a few months off um thank you for sitting down with me uh, anyone you want to thank i mean obviously yeah crew. everyone that 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 helps us that helps us produce the webcast we produce or or, or watches the, the the webcast we produce thanks to the whole crew and thanks to everyone watching thank you vino Thank you.